the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I also hold two master's degrees of law. One is a Master of the Laws of Taxation and the other is a Master's of the Law of Intellectual Property. So, as one of my former boyfriends once told me, I'm the boring combination of taxation and technology geek with a license to practice law. Well, I did say he was a former boyfriend. Because of my training, experience, and interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law. I'm also proud to say that as part of my practice, I also seek to vindicate the rights of seniors who are victims of financial elder abuse. I'm so pleased to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAX Studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial issues confronting families and small business owners. However, as always, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to be an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to help you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and to provide you with at least an outline of the key issues that may help you seek out qualified professional help. So this week we're going to continue our discussion of some of the issues, problems, and potential solutions surrounding financial elder abuse. By dropping down from our 30,000 feet level down to look and see what's going on at the state level here in California. Again, to frame the issue, on January 16, 2019, the United States Senate Special Committee on Aging held its first hearing of the 116th Congress to take evidence from subject matter experts in order to gain input and insight on the ways there might be of combating scams that are targeted to the finances 
of our elderly family members and our neighbors. Then, in an article published by the Wall Street Journal the following week on January 24th, 2019, entitled, Scamming Grandma, Financial Abuse of Seniors Hits Records, the journal cited statistics provided by the U.S. Treasury Department that U.S. banks had reported to Treasury a record 24,000, almost 500 suspected cases of elder financial abuse in 2018, and that more than doubled the amount that had been reported five years earlier. So once again, what is financial elder abuse? Well, according to the Elder Financial Protection Network, a nonprofit headquartered in Petaluma here in Northern California, elders can be taken advantage of or abused in a variety of ways, including physical, emotional, sexual, and financially. In California, financial elder abuse is a crime as well as a civil wrong for which money damages can be sought by the victim. And both forms or all forms of, of elder abuse, including financial elder abuse, is on the rise here in our state and across the country. In twenty nine, in two thousand nine, the MetLife Mature Market Institute released a report entitled "Broken Trust: Elders, Family, and Finances," stating that up to one million older Americans may be targeted yearly. The related costs that is to say those for rehabilitation, for legal retribution, and for economic recompense services needed by the seniors, including health care, social services, fraud investigations, legal fees, prosecution, and lost income and assets for older Americans exceed $2.9 billion, with a B annually. You know, and at an age where the labors of a lifetime should be enjoyed, many elders are being exploited by con artists, unscrupulous companies, professional fiduciaries, caregivers, and even trusted family members. The outcome is often devastating. Without financial resources, the seniors' physical and emotional well-being decline. Elders also risk losing their so hard for fought for independence because they don't have the, the economic resources anymore. The law defines the abuse and exploitation of elders, and it varies from state to state. On the civil side of the law, as written in California, in the California State Welfare and institution codes at section 15610.30, financial abuse is a situation in which a person included, not limited to, one who has the care or custody of or who stands in a position of trust, in other words, a fiduciary, of an elder or a dependent adult. And a, a dependent adult is someone who might not be 65 who is an adult over 18, but may suffer from some kind of cognitive or other 
physical incapabilities that cause him to be dependent on others. As such, we'll go back to the definition. If someone um, breaches the trust of an elder or a dependent adult and takes secrets or appropriates their money or property to any wrongful use or when it's taken with the intent to defraud, that's the definition of the civil version of financial elder abuse. Financial abuse also includes the illegal or improper use of an elder's or dependent's financial resources, even if the perpetrator intends to just borrow, in quotation marks, the funds or the financial resources. So who is an elder? The definition of an elder can vary from state to state, but again, according to California's Welfare and Institutions Code, an elder is a person over 65 who resides in California. Again, who resides in California. A vulnerable elder is one whose physical or mental health puts him or her at increased risk of abuse. It's a growing problem. Financial abuse of elders and dependent adults who, again, need to be supervised because of cognitive or other physical or emotional issues that cause them to challenge, cause them to be challenged, is on the rise. Again, according to the Elder Financial Protection Network, in 2002, 250,000 cases of vulnerable adult abuse was reported to the various adult protective services units, district attorney, and law enforcement arm of the attorney general's office in the state of California, with approximately 40% of those cases identified as financial abuse. California is a prime target of financial abuse because we are the nation's highest retirement destination with an estimated 3.9 million people over 65 in our wonderful Golden State in 2006. The same population is expected to jump to more than 9 million by next year in 2020. So notwithstanding those alarming statistics, financial abuse among elders is one of the most underreported crimes due to the victim's embarrassment, fear of loss of their independence if someone tells someone that they were gullible with their finances. There's also the fear of intimidation and fear itself of the perpetrator, and most significantly, the widespread lack of awareness that elder financial abuse is both a crime that can be prosecuted and a legal cause of action that can be prosecuted in civil courts. Victims of financial abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation are 3.1 times more likely to die at an earlier age than those who are not victimized. Victims rarely recover their financial losses, and it leads to depression, increased physical problems, reliance on public benefit, and even in some cases, death. Therefore, increased awareness across all our various communities and cultures, as well as finding partnerships and 
creating partnerships between community and political leaders is urgent if we're going to fight this growing problem. I'll continue this story and continue our discussion on financial elder abuse and what we can do about it. But first, we're going to take a short cause for these important messages. Back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law so we can continue our discussion on the rapid growth of financial elder abuse and what federal, state, and local governments, and more importantly, what we, the people in California, can and are doing about it. Let's begin by delving a little bit deeper into the types of financial elder abuse that takes place daily in our communities, right beyond our eyes, evidently. Experts say financial elder abuse will be the crime of the 21st century, and this because our ever-growing segment of baby boomers will continue to hit 65 and automatically become targets of grifters who are using electronic means. And sometimes these grifters come from inside our own family relationships as well as outside. Again, I must reiterate that regrettably, many seniors are victimized by their own relatives or caregivers, people they have come to trust. The financial... Uh, The Elder Financial Protection Network has found that financial exploitation takes many forms, including where a confidant charges an elder excessive rent or unreasonable fees for basic care such as transportation, food, or medicine. A confidant engages in scams against the elder, such as bogus sweepstakes or lotteries that use deception, scare tactics, or exaggerated claims to get money from the elders. A confidant turns out to be a con artist who makes her living preying on others and or who befriends elders for that reason. A confidant who poses as a telemarketer selling worthless, overpriced, or non-existent products. It could be a confidant who engages in unfair and deceptive or misleading business practices such as a home equity refinance fraud ring that causes elders to lose their homes. Or it could be a confidant who turns out to be an unscrupulous home repair contractor who takes the homeowner's money and does not complete the work, sometimes leaving the the home in worse shape than it was before they set foot on the property. Or it could be a confidant who sells elders inappropriate financial products. That is to say, products that are geared towards younger investors because they have a longer horizon in which to recoup any losses. Uh, It is said that seniors, especially seniors who are late in life, it is not necessarily appropriate that all of their portfolio be in equities because of the market fluctuations. Or it could be a confidant who offers fraudulent, lifelong care offerings in exchange for money or property. Or a confidant who uses the elder's property without permission. 
or a confidant who forges the elder's signature. Or it could be a confidant who coerces an elder to sign a deed, a sales or purchase contract on their home, a will, a power of attorney, and the like with fraudulent intent. It could also be a confidant who pressures the elder to give her a gift. Or it could be a confidant claiming to have found money and offering to split it with the elder if the elder first pays some amount as a sign of the elder's good faith in the proposition. Or it could be a confidant who convinces an elder his or her child or grandchild has been injured or is in jail and needs money wired to them right away. Finally, it could be a confidant who surreptitiously withholds portions of the checks cashed by the elder. The elder believes that she has gotten all her money back because this person, my grandchild, my son, my caregiver, my friend, they wouldn't withhold a portion of my paycheck from me. No, no, they wouldn't do that. Or it could be a confidant who fraudulently obtains authorization to have access to the elder's Social Security checks or their pension payments or their checks or their savings account or a credit card or an ATM in order to convert the funds to the scam artist's possession or to conduct identity theft or sometimes to do both. So what is the state of California doing about financial elder abuse. Well, on the civil side, as I mentioned earlier, we have California's Welfare and Institution Code found at Section 15610.30 in our statute book. And it basically says, financial abuse of an elder or a dependent adult occurs when the person or entity does any of the following. They take... They secrete, they appropriate, they obtain, they or they retain real or personal property of an elder or a dependent adult for a wrongful use or with the intent to defraud or both. It's also financial elder abuse if they assist another in taking, secreting, appropriating, obtaining, or retaining real or personal property of an elder or dependent adult for wrongful use with the intent to defraud or both. So it's the actual perpetrator, and it's someone who aids and abets them. And it also could be someone that takes, appropriates, secrets, obtains or retains, or assists in taking, secreting, appropriating, obtaining or retaining real or personal property of an elder or dependent adult by using undue influence over them. So a person or entity shall be deemed to have taken, secreted, appropriated, obtained, or retained property for wrongful use if, among other things, the person or entity takes, secrets, appropriates, obtains, or retains the property of a person or entity that knew or should have known that this conduct is likely to be harmful to an elder or a dependent adult. So for the purposes of this section of the code, a person 
or entity takes secrets, appropriates, obtains, or retains real or personal property when an elder or dependent adult is deprived of any property right, including by means of an agreement, donative transfer, transfer by request, regardless of whether the property is held directly or by representative for the elder. So as you can see, California's civil version that fights elder abuse is pretty expansive. It touches not only the entity or individual who did the actual harm, anyone that supports them, either an individual or an organization, and they knew or should have known that the individual was over 65 or or a dependent adult, and they knew or should have known that by taking this person's house or taking this person's pension or taking this person's money or taking this person's jewelry or, you know, any such thing of value was going to harm them. And recovery is dependent upon the lawyer for the victim being able to explain to a court or jury that the individual, either individually or as a aid or a better conducted this kind of illegal activity, and the victim was harmed. On the criminal side, there's California Penal Code, Section 368, which states in its preamble, the legislature finds and declares that crimes against elders and dependent adults are deserving of special consideration and protection not unlike special protections provided to minor children because elders and dependent adults may be confused on various medications, mentally or physically impaired or incompetent, and therefore less able to protect themselves, to understand or report criminal conduct or to testify in courts on their behalf. As such, any person who is not a caretaker who violates any provision of the law prescribing theft, embezzlement, forgery, or fraud, or violates Section 530.5 prescribing identity theft with respect to the property of the person identified, personal identifiable information of the elder or dependent child who knows or reasonably should have known that the victim or elder is over 65 can be prosecuted and will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law by district attorneys and or the attorney general of the state of California. So I am pleased that we in California have laws that protect elders both civilly and criminally. But I challenge you this, to those of you who hear my voice, we, their family members, And their neighbors have a duty to watch out for the seniors within our midst. We are on the front line. We should be there to assist. When you see something that does not smell right, you know, investigate in a non-threatening way. But if you find out that something is not right, if you see something, say something. And there are adult protective services agencies all throughout California in each and every county and in many major cities. Also, 
we can also reach out to the Attorney General. There is a wonderful publication that I urge everyone within the sound of my voice to obtain from the California Department of Justice. It's entitled, A Citizen's Guide to Preventing and Reporting Elder Abuse. Again, elder abuse, such as physical, emotional, sexual, and financial abuse. I've focused on financial abuse. This guide touches on them all. So I'm going to leave it there for now. Again, it's our duty to help our elders. It's the right thing to do. And remember, Selwyn's Law believes in always staying on the right side of the law. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.